With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. In uncertain times, we could use someone to lean on. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma will stand by you with plan options to fit your budget. If you've recently lost your job, had a baby, or moved, you can still get the health care coverage you and your family need. Financial help may be available for those who qualify. Call 855-452-BLUE or visit hereforyouok.com to see if you're eligible to enroll. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. A new year means it's time for a new home network that can keep up. With Cox Internet, you have the speed and coverage your family needs to stay connected. You'll enjoy Cox's fiber-based hybrid network with options for fast upload and download speeds. And if your household has lots of connected devices, panoramic Wi-Fi may be the perfect fit thanks to its additional control features. Plus, with advanced security on panoramic Wi-Fi, you'll know each connected device is securely protected 24-7. A whole world of connectivity is yours with Cox Internet. Learn more at Cox.com. There's lightning striking all over the world. 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 Run.
It is Sunday night. I'm your humble host, Alan Ray. I have lots of questions. Things are happening in this nation that just don't sit right. And we're going to ask the questions. We're going to ask the tough ones. I doubt we're going to find out any answers because we're just the humble little peons. We can't know these things, right? Welcome. Let's get it kicked off, shall we? I think we shall. Lead us in. So as we speak, theoretically, supposedly, our United States government is trying to recover the debris from this um, Chinese spy balloon. I have questions about this. And just before I came on, I uh, saw Eric Swalwell, the, you know, fang fang banger. He um he was, was was on Twitter mocking everybody that was asking questions about Biden. Well, you know, three of these things went over the United States when Trump was president and he didn't do anything. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Just a moment here. Wait, back up. You mean to tell me that this has been going on for years? Mr. Swalwell, in the intelligence committee? of the United States government. It's been going on for years. This isn't a one-off, isolated thing. You've known about this? And you just just weren't going to say anything? Why am I a little, um, I wouldn't say upset. I expect this kind of stupidity from the United States federal government. I really do. I really expect this from our government. I have such little faith in these people. We are being run by a bunch of inbred elitist morons. It's the children of the children of the children of people who had fairly intelligent thought processes. We are now being run by their inbred great-great-grandchildren who have the intelligence of a fence post, and at least the fence post serves a function. These people serve none. You mean to tell me, Eric Swalwell, that this has been going on for years, and we have not allowed the United States military to take action against it? You know, you said, well, three of these went over when President Trump was president. Did you inform President Trump that these were going over? And if you did... Did you maybe, I don't know, suggest to him that, hey, we should be shooting these out of the sky. We should not be allowing these odd balloons with this machines on the bottom of them to float gently over the United States of America. Oh, I'm sure they're just harmless little innocent balloons. Oh, it was blown off course. <laughs> Let me remind you of something, okay? Now... I don't mean to be paranoid. I don't mean to come on here and do nothing but preach doom. But there's enough of it going around. We have enemies. China, China has openly declared that they want to take us down. The World Economic Forum, who China is a very big part of, wants to take us down. Why on earth? Would you let a balloon enter this nation from the West Coast and pretty much float its way all the way across the United States, all the way to the East Coast, and get out into the ocean before you had the brilliant thought, hey, maybe we should shoot this down. And then the military comes out and says, well... There's not a lot we could do about it. We don't want to shoot it down over the United States. It might, you know, cause some damage. Well, let's th- stop and think about this. Okay, a couple of things here. Number one, this is this is some thoughts that I have over this whole thing and thoughts that maybe you should be a little concerned about. Okay, number one, you have a military that has been watching these things drift slowly across the United States. Now, we have been told by the ginormous idiot China spy banging Eric Swalwell 
has been doing this several times. Now, this isn't a one-off. This is several times. <laughs> That's nice to know. We have the military saying, well, we can't really do anything about it. And then they came out and said, well, we didn't really, you know, we, we, we didn't know. It was 60,000 feet in the air. I have questions. Somewhere, somewhere along this thing is a lie, a giant lie. First, let's talk about the concerns. This balloon could have been doing a number of things. Filming military installations. Um, taking samples of air. Figuring out the best path to release pathogens into our atmosphere for the most destruction. Oh, I don't know. Carrying a small nuclear device, maybe a couple of them. Creating an EMP in our atmosphere, taking out a lot of our electric grid. Hmm. There's a lot of things this could have been doing. And we're letting it float across airspace. And now you're telling us they've been doing this for a while. Other questions. How, how did we not see this thing coming weeks as it was out way out into the ocean? There is a disconnect here. If we did not see this thing way over the Pacific Ocean, then I am going to go out and say, you are either lying that you didn't see it, or, or, hear me out, that all of this so-called surveillance that we have been told the United States of America has since, oh, I don't know, the Cold War began, setting up all of these Radars, setting up all of these satellites, doing all this stuff. Everybody's on alert all the time. And you didn't catch this? So you're telling me that the surveillance that we are supposed to assume tracks things like this coming into the United States doesn't work? Or are you lying? This could have been one of many, many things. I personally think Eric Swalwell should be dragged before the new intelligent committee and say, okay, what do you know? What do you know? How come you spewed that type of stuff? You know, do, does our president have some kind of thing with China? You let us float balloons across the United States of America, and you can float balloons across China and see what we have? Is there an agreement? If there is, come out and say it. If there's some kind of... of, of intelligence agreement where we have agreed with China, look, we're going to keep each other honest. Why would you not come out and tell the American people? You know, and, and this is the whole thing. The more this administration, the more the Biden administration comes out and stands before the American people and sanctimoniously looks down their nose and go, well, you don't need to know. The more sketchy I think they are, the more I don't trust them, the more I think they're uh, making deals with China that's going to sell us out. Why else would you let a nation that's bent on the destruction of the United States of America float a surveillance balloon? And not just one. Now we're figuring out at least four, this one and three others, according to Eric Swalwell. And if he's lying, we need to know why he's lying. Why is all of this going on, and we're just now finding out about it? Before I go any further in the show, I want to welcome everybody who's listening. If you find yourself at about, I don't know, quarter after on a Sunday night, fiddling about the interwebs, and you stumble across blindly this show that I call Sunday Night with Alan Ray. I'm your humble host, Alan Ray. Get in the chat room at www klrnradio.com backslash chat backslash where you will find people like GR, Ordy, Jeff, the birthday boy, who's usually comes on just before me, but he's taking the night off and that's fine. He deserves it. Have one for me, Jeff. And you'll find Rex, you'll find Mike, you'll find Raptor, all the usual crazies. And Mike, you're right. 
Mike posted a really good tweet. It says, so Biden, at the advice of those useless generals at the Pentagon, let the Chinese balloon fly all across the country. Their reasoning was that they didn't want to shoot it down over populated areas. And you're right, it's BS. You mean to tell me they couldn't calculate a place for it to fall safely? We have tons of open space out west, tons. So we need to ask a lot of questions about this. We need to not let the media look at us and say, well, you're a conspiracy theorist if you ask questions about the balloon. No, we're not. (laughs) This is our safety, ladies and gentlemen. And if Washington, D.C. as a whole is leaving us vulnerable, we the people, we have the duty, not just the right, the duty to get a hold of our senators, our representatives, and go, hey, no, you're not going to get off the hook. We want answers. We don't think that, oh, shoot it, wait until it gets over the Atlantic Ocean and then we'll shoot it down. Well, what if something would have happened in the meantime? What if it would have released a biochemical toxin, something like that, while it was over the center of the United States or over a heavily populated area? And then you all look at each other and go, oh, whoops, sorry. You don't think they wouldn't? You question that they wouldn't? Hello, Mr. Train. Mr. Train's going through. Sounds like it's right in the room with me tonight. You question that the Chinese would not do something like release some kind of an agent over the top of the United States? Let's go back a few years. A few years. Now, I hate to flog dead horses here. But we've been lied to about the origins, origins of COVID from day one. Anybody with a brain, which means people on the right pretty much, started asking questions. COVID seems awful weird for just a natural virus, right? It, just, it seems to just attack the weakest part of everybody differently and every single person, almost like it was lab created. And you look at the great dunderhead, Dr. Fauci, ran to all of his cohorts, all the people that he controls the money for single-handedly, like some kind of little dictator, and says, well, here's the deal, guys. I know it looks like it's lab created, but you're not going to say it. You're going to go out there and say it's all natural, natural virus. Because if you don't, we're going to blackball you. We're going to shun you. We're going to run you right out of your occupation. And everybody comes out the next day where before that meeting that we know took place, before that meeting, we know it took place, and people were out there going, oh, geez, this looks lab created. This doesn't look natural at all. And afterwards, it was like, yep, lab created. Yep, lab created. It's consensus. That means it's science. That means you got to believe it. And the media were like their little usual parrots. Meow. Lab created. Mark. But then you start asking questions like, no, wait a minute. Don't you find it funny? That the president of the time, one Donald J. Trump, had China backed up against a wall economically. He had vowed that, you know, we're going to stop this trade deficit between China and the United States of America. It's not fair to the American people that the trade deficit is so big and that we're losing businesses to China. We can't compete with China. China's growing stronger by the day and we're losing everything. And all of a sudden, a couple more European nations going, you know, you got a good point. And people start backing China up against the wall. And lo and behold, out of the blue, just the most curious thing in the world, out of Wuhan, China, a place where there's a bio lab that has more than one leak on its record. All of a sudden, in Wuhan, China, this virus gets released. Now, it's bad enough that the virus was released, but all of a sudden, everything was locked down except... They were shipping Chinese people everywhere with this virus, and lo and behold, it's everywhere in the United States. There's a lot of things that point to the intentional release of this virus from China. Am I going to go ahead and say it definitely happened? No, we're never going to know. Peons like you and I, we're never going to know. We will never know. Maybe our great-grandkids will know someday when they release all of the facts. 
Of course, most of it will be redacted and blacked out like JFK and everything else. But it's really, the whole thing is just highly suspicious. And then all of a sudden we find out they've been floating balloons across the United States of America. Hmm, that's funny. And I mean funny as in, not in ha-ha, but funny as in stab-stab. You're never going to find out the answers to the questions you have. These people gaslight you from day one. And they put on this big show. Oh, look, Joe Biden shot down the plane. Yeah, right. No. They did nothing to help you, the American people, out. He put on a show after everything was pretty much done and over with, just like he did with the economy, comes out and says, well, I'm going to do all this stuff and we're going to make the economy good again. No, you did. A, you, you passed a bunch of ineffective crap. It's not helping us at all. In fact, we're suffering more under Biden than we ever have at this very moment. Gas is back up to three fifty a gallon. Grocery shopping is just the most horrendous thing you've ever seen. We still have shortages. We still have things that are overpriced. And he's out there boasting, oh, my economy is great. For who? The government? That's the only people benefiting right now is the government. Same thing with this. Wait until the Basically, the crisis was all across the United States. Wait till it gets over somewhere where he can act like a big shot and do something completely ineffective and then go around thumping his chest going, look what I did. I shot that balloon down. America, you can sleep well tonight. Yeah, but what did it do in the meantime? What did this balloon do? What, what The machine attached underneath it, what was it? There's a reason I don't trust the elected morons and the bureaucratic appointees in the United States government. It's not because I'm anti-government. I'm not anti-government. If men were angels, we wouldn't need government. But unfortunately, we do. But also, unfortunately, the people who are in control of this government are morons. They're idiots. They think they have all the answers, and they're about as brain dead as a flipping hibernating spider. They're dumb. They're dumb people. Listen to how AOC talks. She doesn't have a brain in her head. Listen to Eric Swalwell looking down his nose at you. Well, there was all kinds of balloons floating over America under Trump. You just admitted, you you idiot, you just admitted that we are unsafe and you're not doing anything about it. As far as I'm concerned, that's treason. We should hang him. Yeah, I said it. Try him. Find guilty, put him up in a tree. So you have to start asking yourself, what are we going to do about this? The government has pretty much indicated beyond any reason, any doubt, that you, my friends, are on your own. They have no interest in protecting you against any threat, internal or external. They have more interest in trying to prosecute you because of your political beliefs than they do keeping your freedoms intact, which that's a joke anyways. You're not free. You're slaves. You know, we, 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 on KLRN, a lot of us on this, on this channel, we like to say taxation is theft. Well, I've changed it. Taxation is slavery. Don't believe me? Stop paying taxes. If you own a house, don't pay taxes. They take it away from you. You own a business, don't pay taxes. They take it away from you. You are a milk cow to the government. Moo. You're here to be a slave labor taxing. You know, I don't, I, I look at what's going on at Gen Z and how they protest, how they're so hopeless and how they look at what's going on with the government, how they throw their hands up in the air and say, my life's futile. In a way, I don't blame them. I mean, they can change it if they want. They don't. They're, they're actually voting for the people who have enslaved them, which cracks me up. They're so vulnerable. They're so easily deceived. But they do have a point. They do have a point. Why should we be wage slaves? Why should we work our butts off just so the government can take up to 50-60% in hidden and open taxes? Why do we have a government that just has us socked $35 trillion in debt that we're never going to get out of? 
our kids, our children's children, their children's children are all going to be under this debt of slavery. I don't blame them for feeling like that. Sometimes I feel like that. I blame them for being weak. I blame them for being mealy-mouthed. You can still survive. You can still thrive in this country if you learn how to play the system. It's insane. It's all insane. We have reached the 25-minute mark of this show. Oh, my gosh. It's going like crazy. We're going to take a small break. When we come back, I've got a few interesting things on survival. I've got a few things you may have not heard about, known about. Oh, and I know what Biden's uh, State of the Union's coming up, right? Do you really care? I don't. I re- I really God don't care. <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't watch it even if I wasn't you know doing something different. Even if I did watch TV, the only reason I would even think about watching it is is to listen to him stammer and stagger all over himself and and tell you that half the women on his uh, half the women on his staff are women. <laughs> the man's a mess. He's a wreck, and they're having a hard time covering it up. And now it's to the point where a lot of them are turning against him. When I come back, we'll talk about this and so, so, so much more. Don't go away. Medicare member. Managing your medications from home is simple. With our easy-to-use prescription drug plans, you can get the medicine your doctor prescribes from your local pharmacy or even delivered by mail. For the trusted care you need and want, Blue Cross will be here with more convenient ways of getting it, like we've been for more than 80 years. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Confidence comes with every card. To learn more, visit bcbsm.com slash senior options. Hey, Randy, what you doing? Oh, hey, Dave. I'm just making a list of things that make me feel really, really good. Wearing Bombas socks. Trust me, that's number one on my list. Bombas socks feel so good because we use the smartest design and best materials, making them the most comfortable socks ever. Plus, because socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters, we donate a pair for every pair purchased, and that feels pretty good, too. To shop Bombas or learn more about how your purchase supports those experiencing homelessness, go to bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first purchase. If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. 
just never been tested. I'd like to think that if I was, I would pass. Look at the tested and prepare before the grace go on. Might be a coward, I'm afraid of what I might find out. Better knock on wood. It's Sunday night with Alan Ray. I'm your humble host, Alan Ray. Welcome back. Oh my goodness. Yes, I am a little ranty. I get that way. I get that way. I get oh, I'm old and I'm grouchy. I'm a little ranty. But that's why you listen, right? Old man screams at the sky tonight at eleven. <clears throat> so what's um what's the dementia in chief going to talk about during his state of the union? It's not like we don't know the state of the union. You know, this president has um this president has a habit of pissing down your back and telling you it's raining and then blaming you for the climate. <laughs> That's just who he is. He's an idiot. He's been an idiot for forty five years. He's never gonna change. But the Hill, <clears throat> being uh the Hill, has come out with a uh article today, about six o'clock this morning. That tells you what he is and is not going to talk about. We'll go over it really quick. He's going to talk about the debt limit. He thinks Congress should just raise the debt limit. Raise it all the way to the sky. Just get rid of the debt limit. We, we, we don't need a debt limit, right? Let's just, let's just make 50, 60, 80 trillion dollars in debt. Who cares, right? At this point, what does it really matter? In the famous words of a certain person. He's going to talk about police reform. Oh, police reform. They want to do away with the police. They, they were out there telling you, we didn't say you didn't, with, that we wanted to do away with We didn't say anything about defunding the police. And then when they got hit with all kinds of videos of every one of them saying they're going to defund the police, they were like, well, we didn't really say that. Yeah, you really did. What you need to do is quit throttling the police so they can do their job. And when they do do something horrible, despicable, murder somebody, and it's looking more like that uh, little dealio uh, in, where was that, Georgia? That's looking more like that's a hit job. Actually, send them to the gallows. Hang them. Why are, why are we letting police unions get these people back into their jobs when they're bad cops? He's going to talk about Ukraine. Oh, yeah, send more Ukraine. Send all the money to Ukraine. All of the monies go to Ukraine. I don't even want to get into that. That whole thing just kills me. Oh, he's going to go brag about the economy, how it's added 517,000 jobs. It hasn't added any jobs. In fact, the economy's still down. The job rate is still down for everybody. You, you, you compare the jobs, job to job, pre-COVID, and we still have not caught up to pre-COVID job. Everything you're seeing is people being forced to finally go back to work after taking a lot of time off because the government coddled them. Immigration. Oh, yeah. He's going to talk about immigration. Immigration's a problem. A problem that the Biden administration has created. Trump had it down to where it was almost not a problem anymore. And magically under Joe Biden, it became a huge problem once again. Isn't that funny how that works? Things he's not going to talk about is this classified document scandal. Oh, he's not going to talk about that. He's not going to even talk about Why would he talk about that? I want to know what kind. I mean, they don't have to come out and tell us what's in the documents. But what do those documents, what are they regarding? Are they Chinese information? Are they about, you know, letting China float balloons across the United States or something? He's not going to talk about the Hunter Biden investigation. Why would he do that? See, Tucker Carlson is about the only 
major name out there really, really razzing these people is Tucker Carlson. And like he said, he goes, this is the royal family. It's the royal family. You don't question the royal family. You question the royal family and they'll take you out. There's not a whole lot of difference between Joe Biden and his crime syndicate family than there was with Saddam Hussein and his little princes running around there, running people through woodcheppers and laughing about it. There's just not a lot of difference. They'll take you out if you start really getting nosy. He's not going to talk about Trump, not going to talk about the GOP leaders. Not going to talk about the uh, Department of Justice uh, investigation. Not going to talk about the Omar and Swalwell and Schiff being removed from committees because basically they're spies. And now we're finding out that Swalwell knew that our, you know, skies were compromised. He admitted it, that he knew our skies were compromised and he didn't suggest we do anything about it. Funny how that happens, isn't it? So there, now you don't even have to watch the State of the Union. Don't, don't dumb yourself down. Your brains will leak out of your head listening to that moron talk. What else we got going on today? We got other things. I found something interesting. You know, we, we had some uh, pretty crazy weather last week. It got cold. It got cold. Not on the coast. It got really cold. Um, CNN had a thing about life-threatening cold spell uh, begins to ease grip on northeastern United States on Saturday, but only after a new national wind chill record was set in New Hampshire, which, <clears throat> what, they only really started measuring wind chill back in, what, 1945, I think? So, whatever. But there was, like, I don't know, on Mount Washington, it was crazy cold. It was, like, I don't know negative 105 degrees or something like that. It was crazy. How do you protect yourself from that? Number one, don't ever be caught outside in something like that, okay? Uh, I don't I don't really know how to help you survive in something where you're having 125-mile-an-hour winds, negative 100-temperature you know, wind chill factor. There's not a lot of surviving going on unless you can find a warm indoor place. You know, we can only do so much as human beings. But... It led me down this road, and I found out something interesting, and I'm going to share this in chat, this website. I thought it was kind of beneficial. We talk sometimes, more uh, more times than often, probably enough to make you tired of it. We talk about being prepared for the hazards, for the, the things that could happen in your specific area. You know, things that I prepare for, are not the things that people in Louisiana prepare for. People in Louisiana prepare for things completely different from people in California, and they prepare for different things than people in Alaska, people in Maine. So one of the things that, you know, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. FEMA did, and it's kind of cool. I'm going to give FEMA credit for this. This is a neat thing. This shows you that at least somebody, somebody, in the federal government is doing something halfway decent. I'm shocked. I know. You're probably shocked too. FEMA came out with this map. And I, it's probably been out for a while. I don't know. But I just stumbled across it. And it's on, uh, the, the website is hazards.fema.gov backslash NRI backslash map. That's hazards.fema.gov backslash NRI backslash map. And what it is, it's an interactive map where you can zero in on whatever county you want. And you can get a good idea of what you should be preparing for. Now, I'm just zeroing in on my county. All right. And in my county, um, it says the risk index in my county in Michigan is relatively low. 9.72%. The Michigan average is 7.65. The national average of risk is 10.6. We're below average. We're always below average on everything. It's Michigan. What do you expect from us? Huh? But it goes on. If you start looking at this uh, the, the, on the right side, when you, when you click on your county, it tells you what things you should think about. And it gives hazard type risk ratings. Of course, we don't avalanches don't apply to us. Coastal flooding, nah, don't really apply. Cold waves, okay, relatively low, but it's 17.44% in my county. Drought right now is zero. We don't have droughts, trust me. Earthquake, very low, but not missing. It's 294 
Um, hail is relatively moderate. We see hail quite a bit. It's 14.74. Heat wave moderate, 10.66. Hurricane, <laughs> relatively low, but not zero. <clears throat> That's kind of weird. I've never considered that. We're, we're, we're at risk of hurricanes. It's a very, very low risk, but we're at risk. Ice storm, relatively low, 14.86. Uh, landslides, okay, 9.5. I've never seen a landslide here. Lightning, you get up a little bit, 17.12. Strong winds, oh, no, strong winds are relatively moderate, 20.88, the score. Tornadoes are relatively moderate, 19.98. I agree with this. So far, I agree with all of this. Uh, winter weather, relatively low, but still 14% or 14 on the, uh, the scale. Wildfires are very low, 0.60. It gives you an index, and and my God, if all of our tax money went to things that were like this, how come more people aren't in tune to this? You know, and instead of going out there, federal government, you know, NSA guys, I know you're listening, NSA, FBI, I know you're listening to me. Oh, go to your 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 friends over in FEMA. I'd say instead of putting out these cheesy, stupid DEI boards and things like that, you know, and try to teach propaganda, why don't you put this on a giant billboard on the side of a highway? Hey, go to this website and see what you need to be preparing for. I'll be darned if they didn't come out with something that's halfway useful. I might have to take back one or two things I've said about the federal government. This is what our tax dollars should be going for. Who's going to argue that FEMA spent a couple million doing a whole bunch of research, making this really cool, giant, interactive map that you can zero in on and say, you know, I'm going to move to, oh, I don't know, California. Let's click on this county where I'm moving. And, oh, wait a minute. I don't like earthquakes. I don't like, uh, you know, coastal flooding. Maybe I won't move here. Maybe I'll move to this place. Looking at my little corner of the world here, it's fairly safe. Yeah, we have tornadoes once in a while. We have high winds once in a while, but everything else is relatively low. Using this knowledge, you can better prepare yourself for things that may happen. Now, they don't go into things like, oh, I don't know, nuclear war, um, A nuclear power plant explosion, which, you know, I can draw a straight line pretty much from my house to the nuclear power plant in Monroe. <laughs> that gets kind of scary once in a while, but, you know, it's it's there. What do you do? Um, but this is a neat interactive map, and it can help you to prepare for the future if things go south. What kind of emergencies? And let's let's face it, okay? And I say this a lot, but I'm going to say it again. Every emergency is fluid. No two emergencies are the same. Even tornadoes, whatever, hurricanes, whatever, things change by the minute. You can cut down the odds by preparing for what is common issues in your area. Okay, I know high winds are common. So I have gone out, bought me a generator because high winds knock down power poles. They take electricity out, um, you name it. So do tornadoes. So one of the biggest problems we have is power goes out. And when power goes out, you got to have power. So I have a big old 6,500-watt generator that will pretty much take care of this whole house, keep us warm, keep the refrigerator and freezer running. You know, we can do just about anything we want with it. Kudos. Kudos to FEMA. Why don't you brag about this stuff, guys? Why don't you have this? Everybody should know this map exists. Well, that's the risk index. What else we got here? Oh, we got social vulnerability. Huh. That's interesting. Let's click on that. What does that do? We're like in a green area for social vulnerability. That must mean we're doing all right, right? I think so. Uh, expected annual loss, community resilience. They got all kinds of weird stuff on here. 
But you can spend uh, a little bit of time clicking around on this thing, and you can prepare yourself. That's what it's all about, folks. You know, when I when I sit up here and in the summer, I tell you, okay, it's time to break out your summer, you know, bag, lightweight with shade and hydration and stuff like that. And in the winter, well, it's time to get prepared for cold. You know, make sure your car's got blankets. on. I don't do this to hear myself talk. I do it because I'm concerned for people. And the more I can get things out there, the more resources I can get in your hands, the more ideas I can get your head. If you do run into a problem, maybe we'll have saved one person. It's worth it. Totally worth it. So find this map. I posted the uh, I posted the, the link to it in chat. Hopefully they'll uh, go through it. <laughs> Mike says, I live on the coast and our hurricane rating is only 7.71. Oh, there you go. Avalanche. Yep. No, Rex, no avalanches in your area. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the guys must be digging it. They're they're into it. But nonetheless, you know, you got you got to take into consideration the the first part of being prepared for anything is knowing what you need to prepare for. You can cut down the odds when you know that there are things that you will probably have to face. They're very moderate to moderately high things that happen in your area. We know winds and tornadoes happen in Michigan. We know snow happens here. That was moderate too. We know that we could all of a sudden have a foot and a half, two feet of snow. We could have another blizzard of 78. Why wouldn't you prepare for it now? Instead of waiting till like the day before the storm hits and then running out with all the other crazy people and trying to get milk, bread, and eggs, which if you plan on surviving on French toast, that's about the only thing that milk, bread, and eggs are going to be good for. And I laugh at that. It's an inside joke. I've been laughing at that for a long time. Uh, <laughs> I can go back years and years and years laughing at the whole milk, bread, and egg thing. Um, so take that. Find that FEMA site. Speaking of that, here's something that I don't think they tell you, but it's something you need to know. Your township, your county, has records of things that go through your county, chemicals, chemical plants, what people store. You have right to the access of those. Just last week, there was a very big train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. East Palestine, Ohio, whatever. Now, this is the same train line that you hear going through this podcast, like at the beginning of the show. Norfolk Southern. But this is on the 3rd of February, 5 p.m. So the uh, NTSB staged, uh, that's that's um, National Transportation Safety Board, staged a press conference to share more information regarding the train derailment. Uh, it continues to work with local, state, and federal officials to gather all the evidence, determine probable cause, and make any necessary safety recommendations. Uh, the train was traveling from Illinois to Conway, Pennsylvania. The train consisted of a total of 141 cars, nine empty vessels, and three locomotives, 50 cars were involved in the derailment, 20 of which contain hazardous materials. The NTSB remains unaware of any injuries to the train crew, uh, first responders, or members of the community. The fires reduced in intensity but remains active, and two main tracks are still blocked. Now, this is as of the 3rd. The EPA is monitoring air quality and is coordinating with the state police, who have obtained aerial footage on the scene. Locomotives were equipped with image and data recorders that could provide information such as train, spree, train speed and brake applications. So, things appear to be fairly safe. Norfolk Southern, uh, Norfolk is, is kind of monitoring the situation. They're going to deem the area to be safe. But this was a huge fire. If you see, like, the pictures of this, the flames, the smoke and everything were absolutely Huge. Now, that is one of those things that, you know, we personally here, we are concerned about. Trains blow through here several times a day. And you hear them on this show when I'm talking, they go right through. They're not that far away from my face. You, you, from this window, probably less than 200 yards away from this window that's in front of me right now. That's where the train track is. And if something happens... 
and it wrecks right there, which there's always a possibility it's going through a whole lot of crossroads. There's a whole lot of cars that could be there. A whole lot of problems could happen. I might have problems. Not to mention the fact that as the crow flies, probably a mile and a half from this house, and this is northwest, there's a chemical plant. Now, they make fairly safe chemicals, but they do have some caustic stuff. And if there's a fire there, might affect me. This is part of being prepared. This is part of knowing what to prepare for. Now, we have masks. We don't have super-duper masks. We should probably do better in that field, now that I'm reading all this and thinking about it. But we do have ways to get out of here very quickly. We do have ways to grab and go. This is just yet another in a long list of things that you should probably, well, I insist, you have some kind of a bug-out bag that you can grab, throw in your vehicle, and take off at a moment's notice. You get a knock on your door at 2 a.m., and you barely have time to throw some pants and a shirt on and jump in your vehicle, then what do you do? What do you have if you have to leave your house for three, four days? This is why we do what we do here. Know what is in your area. Looking at this train wreck and looking at the devastation and and how it could have been really bad, I watch trains roll through here with things like cyanide, uh, all kinds of caustic chemicals, all kinds of fire hazards rolling through here, stamped on the side of their uh, their, uh, train um, cars. It's scary. Be aware. Be aware. Go find that FEMA map. Figure out what's in your area. Go to your local township board someday. When you're bored and tooling around town, stop by your township and say, hey, you know, I want to I want access to what chemicals are around here. They're supposed to have. And if they don't have a plan that includes what to do for each and every chemical in there, ask why not. Ask your township supervisor why not. Ask your city council people why not. They're supposed to. FEMA says they have to. So there you go. What other things are there that we can talk about in the last few minutes of Sunday night? Woof! Alan Ray. Oh, here's a good one. Elon Musk. You know, he had a little bit of a uh, kerfluffle there in the legal department. This is according to TechCrunch. Elon Musk was found not liable in a class action securities fraud trial that centered on the Tesla CEO now infamous funding secured tweet. After less than two hours of deliberation, a jury announced the verdict in the trial that kicked off three weeks ago in San Francisco. Tesla shareholders who traded the company's stock in the days after Musk tweeted the funding was secured to take Tesla private at a potential value of $420 per share sued the executive for billions of dollars in damages. The outcome of the trial sent Tesla's share up about 1.5% and after our trading to $189.98. The trial hinged largely on the language and intent of that tweet. The plaintiffs argued it led in led ordinary investors to lose money, and Musk's lawyers argued the tweet was simultaneously true, he really did intend to take Tesla private, and the slip of the hand, funding secured, was the wrong word choice. So Elon Musk slides out of it again, escapes a a securities fraud, and they're trying. You gotta know. You gotta know. They're trying to pin anything they can in him. This government, this administration we have in right now, they hate Elon Musk because he woke up to the fact that they were screwing we the people of the United States. And you know a lot of this is being led by Pocahontas there up in uh, Washington, D.C., Elizabeth Warren. She has a thing. Anybody that doesn't goose step right along with the Democrat Party, she wants more taxes out of. And they all sit there in in their little bubble in Washington, D.C. Oh, we need to tax the billionaires. We need to tax the billionaires. All right, tax them. Tax them. Why don't you tax them right now? Change the tax code right now. You, You just had two years, two years where you controlled. You controlled the presidency. You controlled the Senate. You controlled the House. Why didn't you change the tax code and tax these billionaires? Because they're not going to. They never will. Those billionaires 
like Jeff Bezos, George Soros Foundation, just all of the usual suspects, those billionaires pay for your Elizabeth Warren's campaign. They pay for the Democrat Party. You tax them, you'll never get voted for again, ever. They're never going to do it. And when they say they want to go after Wall Street, what they're actually saying is they want to go after your retirement, Mr. and Mrs. America. What they're saying is they want to go after the money that goes into investments every Friday morning when your paycheck hits. That's what they're really saying. They're not interested in taxing billionaires unless they're billionaires on the right. And if they could find a loophole that just taxes the rich on the right side of politics, oh, you bet they'd be going for it. But they're not. They can't. If they do, these people will just basically quit donating to them and they'll start losing. So every time you hear an idiot like Elizabeth Warren say something like that, just laugh. It's just dumb. It really is. We're coming back up to the top of the hour. Man, I can't believe this just flies by. You know, every week it's like, man, am I going to have enough to talk about? Am I going to have enough to talk about? I could get into another story. I'm not going to. Suffice it to say, we've kind of flogged a lot of dead horses. We've gone over a lot of things tonight. And you know exactly now how I feel about the security of this nation, which seems to be non-existent at this point in time. We have to start asking ourselves, you know, and this is what's funny about it. A lot of times we feel paralyzed by the thought of the NSA watching everything we do. We've been told from very young, during the Cold War, that everything is being tracked, anything. And we watch movies. Oh, there's something coming into the United States, and we're tracking it. I suspect, I suspect, I theorize that a lot of that is just a shell game, a shuck and jive game, so that our adversaries actually think that we've got it all handled. I suspect that it may just not be true. How do you lose some of these people that you lose? How do people go unarrested for years after committing horrendous crimes? How do we end up with people in this nation that we can't track? We don't know who's in here. I suspect that a lot of the things we are told in movies, on the news, whatever, is meant to contain us. But when it really boils down to it, I suspect this whole bureaucracy doesn't have their crap together quite as much as they would like you to believe they do. And maybe it's all scare tactic. Always keep that possibility in mind. They seem to be screwing up an awful lot and letting the cat out of the bag. They seem to be doing some things that just kind of indicate that they really don't have a clue. Look at 9-11. 9-11 is a perfect example that they really don't know what's going on. You know, we had this outage across the transportation, across the uh, airlines, where we just basically lost all of the flight data for hours. We had to ground planes. What was that? Was it an attack on our system? They're trying to tell you that it was kind of an update that went wrong. Sounds like a good thing to say to, I don't know, try to get people not to think about how inadequate some of these bureaucracies are. And no, Raptor, I did not hear about the power going out at LAX. <laughs> Rex and Chaz says, I think it's cruel to keep cats in bags. On the other hand, I don't like cats. Call it a wash. I got two cats here, and uh, they just go in bags by themselves and hang out. So you don't really have to do much work to do get a cat in the bag. It's more work to get them out. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on Sunday Night with Alan Ray. I'm so glad you did. Um, 
hopefully, I mean, it's just been a busy weekend with guests and everything like that. Hopefully next week, I'm going to have my crap together just a little bit more. We'll see. Not making any promises. Keep it locked on KLRN Radio all week long for some of the best programming you have ever, ever experienced. We have all kinds of fun. That's all I can say. I will be back here next Sunday night. Same bat time, same bat place. Until then, God bless you. Keep your eyes in the sky. Don't trust anybody.